Fishing News is sponsored by these fine partners. Fluke fishing at the Jersey Shore got started with a bang on Tuesday. Well, actually, it was stiff winds, driving rain, bitter cold as far as I'm concerned. It was more like somebody should have banged me on the head for even daring to crawl out of a warm bed to go fluke fishing. But I will tell you that there were some fish caught on Tuesday, as well as jumbo dreamboat contending bluefish in the mix as well this week. I'm Jim Hutchinson with the New Jersey Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. It's May 4th and Fluke is officially open all over the place. New York, New Jersey, Delaware, which never closes. And that is a sure sign of summer. Even though Tuesday felt more like the opening day of winter flounder season, it was in fact the start of Fluke season. And the trickle of cocktail blues that we talked about last week has given way to some double digit bluefish on the prowl at the Jersey Shore. But before getting into the latest reports, let's uh, cover the big story that also broke on Tuesday as the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission and its Atlantic Striped Bass Management Board voted on an emergency measure to lower the upper end of the slot fish, the, the, the straight regulation we have, the under 38 inches in New Jersey, it's going to go down to 31 inches. And everywhere along the Striper Coast, if you're at 35 inches, it's going to go to 31 inches. Tuesday's vote means that all coastal states will have to immediately enact these new recreational striped bass regulations with a coastwide slot, one fish, at 28 to 31 inches in length. Now this uh, surprise decision comes by way of a motion by the board's chair, Michael Armstrong of Massachusetts, with a second by Dave Borden of Rhode Island, a final vote in favor of this emergency declaration was approved at the ASMFC by a 15 to one vote, the sole opposition coming from the state of New Jersey. Now, according to the official approved motion by the board, the declaration of a state of striped bass emergency says, quote, jurisdictions are required to implement compliant measures as soon as possible, no later than July 2nd, 2023. So these are the mandates, these are the rules that are coming, but of course each individual state is going to have to adopt those measures locally. The only real advance warning of this decision came by way of an April 23rd memo regarding conservation equivalency and reduction considerations for potential management action. It was not only potential, but it became very real very fast. Now. I will tell you that this decision, it's not being made because there are no striped bass out there. It's not necessarily because striped bass are in critical danger, although there are some that believe that. This highly charged and emotional decision was based on the fact that there's been continued poor recruitment numbers, that's not enough baby stripers, coming from the Chesapeake, coupled with the fact that harvest statistics from NOAA fisheries showed that overall angler harvest of striped bass was twice what the government expected it would have been in 2022, 
which impacted the Stripe Bass rebuilding deadline of 2029. We're at this point in Stripe Bass stock. This stock is supposed to go at this point in 2029. As of last fall, we were like right there, going there. Good chance to hit it. But because of the MRIP numbers and the outstanding striper action that we had last year, that means the striped bass stock is this way, so the fisheries managers don't believe we're gonna hit the 2029 deadline. Um, what this really means is ASMFC members and fisheries managers, especially those in Massachusetts, believe there are not enough spawning class fish in the water to have a 50% chance or better of reaching uh, that historic high level that we saw in the mid-2000s. That's where they have set us. And so unless harvest in the recreational community is restricted, we're not going to hit that mark. So to answer your question, commercial fishermen are not overfishing their quota or their harvest, their allowable limit. But because of that incredible 2022 run of striped bass, especially at the Jersey Shore as an example, we caught more fish than government data expected us to catch last fall. So keep this in mind, there's a 2015 year class of stripers, for example, fish born in the spring of 2015. They're eight years old now, happy birthday. So this particular year class of spawning sized fish according to the available data that fisheries managers use, is right there in the 31 to 32 inch range. Uh, some more conservative folks are worried that the class of 2015 in the 31 inch range will be harvested at too high a rate this season, and thus they won't be able to contribute to a future strong young of the year class. So basically what the managers are doing is they're prohibiting the harvest of that size class in the slot, and that's going to be in place for 180 days. The rule has to be adopted by each individual state before it's actually an official regulation. So in New Jersey, that's coming up, but it's not in place just yet. And each state has until July 2nd to adopt the new one fish at 28 to 31 inch restriction. It will be in place at least until the ASMFC reconvenes in the fall, that'll be a, just about 180 days to, to decide what to do next. And again, it's to protect the 2015 and 2016 year classes, which are better year classes coming out of the Chesapeake and the Hudson than any of the others. Now, I don't have an opinion uh, as to the effectiveness of this new emergency declaration leading to its desired purpose. Hopefully it will. And hopefully, I've better explained why some folks wanted that slot ceiling lowered from 38 inches in New Jersey or 35 inches in, uh, in New York down to 31 inches. It's to protect a certain year class of fish or a couple of years worth of fish. But then, uh, you know, we're going to have this more robust 2016 year class that are in the 29 to 30 inch range right now. They're the ones we're keeping. So I'm sure we're going to hear some appeals coming up in the fall about protecting that year class as well. Here's what I do have a problem with. Passing a new regulatory control without advising the public in any way in advance, not giving any notice, there's no collection of public comment, or there's lack of comprehensive data from each of the scientists in the fishing community at large. You think uh, or perhaps uh, you may be a total catch and release guy and you think oh, any harvest is bad. Uh, well, listen, coming up with an, a presidential order, bypassing Congress, basically that's what it is, right? We're bypassing any public comment. 
Um, you gotta, you gotta think about that and say, you know, that's gotta be a little bit wrong, right? And I would tell you guys on the catch and release side, there is mortality uh, in catch and release that has to be addressed as well. And I don't know if anybody ran any mortality estimates to figure out how dropping the slot from 37.99 inches in New Jersey down to 31 inches, all those fish in between are now gonna be released. How is that going to contribute to the models for rebuilding? Just remember, coming up with a mandate without public comment or notifications is a management sword that cuts both ways. Undermining the public process to achieve your desired results? I'll remind you of this someday in the future when someone decides to take your fish sandwich without asking for your advice or input first. Personally, I think it's admirable to want to rebuild this striped bass population to its highest ever population as it was in the mid-2000s. Largest biomass in recorded fisheries management history for striped bass. Like I said, it's admirable, but I'm not sure that it's even practical or possible. Remember, it's all about spawning stock biomass, yes, but it's about the young of the year recruitment. We need all conditions to be perfect, weather, water temperatures, just enough rain, just a little bit of snow, it's all gotta be perfect for a higher young of the year. We are in that right now in the spawn, so hopefully we'll find out later in 2023 about the spawning results from the Chesapeake, the Delaware, and of course, the Hudson. New Jersey, I expect this to be a big conversation next Thursday at the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council when they meet at 5 p.m. at the Stafford Township Administrative Building that's at 260 East Bay Avenue in Manahawkin. That is on May 11th. I will be there once again, and you can learn more in this week's digital weekly edition about the fisherman, uh, in the Fisherman Magazine, thefisherman.com. You'll read more in my editor's log. It is called A Broken Record. Check it out and learn more. Cindy Flanagan emailed me just as I had finished up last week's video fishing forecast to let me know about the 31 and a half inch 11 pound gator bluefish she had just caught in the Manasquan River. Now I had just finished in last week's video, uh, last Thursday, to say, hey, expect the jumbo bluefish to be in. Well, right on schedule. They were right on schedule from 2021, same exact date. Uh, and when the full moon coming this Friday, El Cinco de Mayo, I think your chances of finding a dreamboat-worthy chopper this weekend to be muy bien. Centuries Rob Crossley let me know this week that the Barnegat Bay is loaded with bluefish right now. They don't look like jumbos, mixed sizes, cocktails for the table. Meanwhile, out on the front beaches, Peter Lee shared his admiration, love, and frustration for the spring blues with the folks at Betty and Nick's this week. So let's let the tackle-busting invasion commence. Subscribe to The Fisherman Magazine today and compete in the Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. It's the Fisherman subscriber-only season-long region-wide multi-species fishing competition to win a Steigercraft and many more prizes. Subscribe, fish, win. So of course, if you need more gear, grab that gator, bring it on down to the tackle shop, your favorite tackle shop, weigh it in for the Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. It's open to subscribers, paid subscribers, our members, of the Fisherman Magazine. Subscribers only, my friends. 
But with a leaderboard loaded with special prizes and everyone competing for a brand new Steiger 21 center console outfitted by a Yamaha 150 and a Humminbird Minn Kota package, there's no reason for you not to go to thefisherman.com and subscribe today. We have just gotten underway with that contest and I would expect that the jumbo bluefish that are on the prowl now in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region and the tide running weakfish around as well well, New Jersey, Delaware Bay subscribers should be jumping on that leaderboard pretty quickly. Some fluke, summer flounder. They were landed from the get-go here in the Garden State on Tuesday. Now, Jake from Jetty Jockey said it didn't take him long to find a 24-incher from the Jetty Rocks on opening day. Maybe I shouldn't have piled on a boat with friends and gone and fished the Navisink. I probably should have just gone out front. But yeah, it's closer to the inlets, the back bays, the skinny waters outside of the harbors and creeks, the clam beds right along the flats. David Absekin Bay Sportsman Center, he said uh, this week that David and Dan got on them out back, presumably Absekin Bay, Little Bay, Great Bay perhaps. It was a good opening day even in North Jersey in the Shark River, according to Bobby at Fisherman's Den in Belmar. He said Brandon Taylor, Josh Monday, and Bo Anderson of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, hopped aboard one of the den's rental boats for seven keepers to 20 plus inches, along with a 25 inch striper and some bluefish as well. Again, this earlier opening of the fluke season, summer flounder season, and that slot component, two of those fish at 17 to 17.99 inches, is tailor-made for river and bay fishermen, especially as you get down farther into South Jersey. Southern Ocean County, southern parts of Barnegat Bay, into Atlantic and Cape May County. The folks at Sea Isle Bait and Tackle reported that Jerry and his crew battled the opening day weather fits for a 5.76 pound flatty, which would taste great with a nice fresh slice of Jersey tomato on a Portuguese roll. Oh. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. So our Jersey Shore weather forecast for the weekend ahead looks a lot better than it did last weekend. I spoke with Captain Bob Cope, full ahead sport fishing out of Cape May on Wednesday. He said the same can be said for the drum forecast. He says it looks good. The full moon on Friday actually is good for the bite. Bobby said, hey, listen, if they're biting, we just go. That's what Cope said. Uh, he was out doing some prospecting this week and the same thing that you guys might have found earlier this week on the Raritans, it's the same in the Delaware Bay. Earlier this week, looked brown and muddy and gross after the rains. But Bobby said to me that, you know, the way those drum feed, it's not so much about what they can see, it's about what they can taste along the bottom. So yeah, waters were like jello pudding brown to start the week as my buddy put it, but they should clear up nicely in the days ahead. And any rain we do get, in the next couple of days, it shouldn't be anything like the torrential downpours that we saw this past weekend. Uh, for those soaking clams in the front surf this weekend, the NOAA weather forecast in marine waters looks equally accommodating as well to get into some good action. Uh, Tim and Anthony here uh, hit the Brigantine surf on Friday before the typhoons hit, uh, catching five drum between 20 and 24 pounds. That was in Brigantine, the Brigantine surf. And there's good news for you Delawareans as well. Aaron Terwilliger said his granddaughter Finley wanted to brave the winds and chill at Cape Henlopen Pier and within 15 minutes whammo, salted clam 
No measurement needed, just a quick pick and a healthy release of this beautiful striped bass. Way to go, Finley. Showing up the rest of us who would have rather been in bed with the blankets around our neck. Sometimes you gotta give the sacrifice to go out there and get some of those fish. So yeah, stripers up and down the beaches, clams, bunker chunks, plastics, both soft and hard. These fish are also whacking at plugs up top now as well. So we're really into the thick of things here in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region. Grand slam fishing opportunities with fluke, striped bass, bluefish, weak fish, and yeah, of course, uh, we mentioned those drum as well. Another great email last week from Rob Annan, who said he got his father Walter out to Island Beach last week with salted clam. Walter turns 87 this June, and Rob said his pop is hoping to get in on the fluke fishing soon enough, but he does say, uh, Rob said of his father Walt, he talks about fishing daily, and he really thinks it keeps him going day to day. It's in his DNA, that's what he said. Speaking of DNA, what kind of eggs do you think this lady will be producing in 2023? Zach Davis of Philly caught and released this 51-inch behemoth up the Delaware this week. So yeah, fish are on the spawn and hopefully it's a good one this year. That's the best we can hope for. And again, uh, do your best uh, as Zach did here. Brace those bellies, get a quick snapshot if you have to, but get those fish back in the water uh, as quickly as possible. Because I do know uh, we, we've got those stripers on the spawn up the Hudson at this point, perhaps in the Hackensack, maybe the Mullica certainly up the Delaware at this point. So let's hope for an outstanding spawn and uh, we'll find out those numbers sometime this fall. For more on what's happening up the Delaware and into the Poconos, let's check in with my friend George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey, thanks, Jim. You know, it's been a couple soggy days to be sure, but hopefully this coming weekend, we're looking at some uh, more seasonable weather. Uh, it should make things uh, much improved as far as the fishing goes. But right before those storms of last weekend, guys were out getting lots of fish. We had a few folks check in, so hopefully we can expect the same this coming weekend as conditions improve. You know, the Delaware River has been consistently producing, even with the higher level of water right now. I think we'll be get down in time for the weekend, so let's get out and try some of this. You know, the shatter still running. Ken, Kevin Ingram checked in, said he was getting a couple of great shad uh, up on the upper Delaware River. Even got himself a bonus walleye in the mix. How do you beat that? Uh, also on the Delaware River, down in the Philadelphia area, we had Jack Lane check back in with some stripers. Uh, they're still running throughout the whole stretch of the Delaware River. Uh, so don't forget to get on that striper fishing. And bloodworms are still doing the trick, although you can get them on some plugs and swim baits in the upper Delaware as well. Of course, lots of smallmouth around, guys. You're still getting the walleye, pike, muskie, wherever you guys can find them. Uh, but also the trout bite is still going strong. We had our ubiquitous Jen Wong check-in from northern New Jersey. He's been getting a lot of trout. He's been out almost every day. I uh, said lots of shorts, but there are a couple good ones in the mix. He's been using that uh, red plastic or pink plastic worm on a small jig head, working that very aggressively through some areas and getting himself into some really nice trout. Guys, I hope you get a chance to get out this week and get on them. But from Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy. This Saturday, May 6th, if you can put down the surf stick for just a few minutes, head on out to Seaside Park, the Marina Park across from Grumpy's for the Berkeley Striper Club's 28th annual Fisherman's Flea Market. That runs from 8.30 a.m until 2 p.m. 
Uh, it's outdoors, always a great event for plug collectors and plug casters alike. Get on out there and check that out this Saturday. Hey, I testified before a, a group of New Jersey senators earlier this week about the possible adverse impacts of industrial offshore wind on certain fish species, notably summer flounder or fluke. If you'd like to hear what I said, I'll have the link listed below in the YouTube description this week. Please check that out. It's only about five minutes or so. Though I will have more of the same to say next Saturday, May 13th, during a rally at the boatyard on Bonnet Island in Manahawk, and that's on the inbound causeway to, uh, to Long Beach Island. If you're going into LBI, the boatyard is on your left on the north side. There's a bridge walk, and there's also an open discussion uh, with Mayor Meyer from Stafford Township, marine biologist Tricia DeVoe, who also testified with me this week. New Jersey 101.5 personality Bill Spadia, myself, Congressman Jeff Andrew, and former gubernatorial candidate Jack Cetarelli. You can go to wearelbi.com for all the details. Not Manahawken, but part of Stafford Township, the tiny little hamlet of Mayetta, it's home to the Truex boys, Ryan and Martin Jr. Big winners this past weekend into Monday at the NASCAR race series. Ryan won the Saturday race at Dover, while Martin Jr. took the Bass Pro uh, car through the checkered flag on Monday. Congrats to these hard-driving, local, angling-afflicted champs. And of course, as I promised earlier this year, this Philadelphia sports homer, I promised, and I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate another hometown team in the Garden State, the New Jersey Devils, who defeated the New York Rangers to move on in the NHL playoffs this week. And to the Leeds family members, wherever you are, a toast to you as well for bringing us the original Jersey Devil, Mother Leeds, 13th child. Hey, catch them up this week. Don't forget the Dreamboat Fishing Challenge. You get the, that jumbo bluefish or that jumbo weak fish, take it down to your tackle shop, register to win the Fisherman Magazine's Dreamboat Fishing Challenge. I wish you all the luck in the world. Catch them up, and I'll see you next week right here at thefisherman.com.